Hello and welcome to another episode of Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And this week we are talking about Network from 1976. Woo! <laughs> um, this is probably like the first, feel like the first like non-mainstream. Well, mainstream movie. for us. Yeah, that movie that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's sort of like this was the first yeah. one we kind of taken out of. Yeah, we kind of popular movies, it. I guess. Yeah. In this list, and we kind of starting the new year off with. I don't know. Yeah, not a huge Hollywood blockbuster in a way. Yeah. I mean, at honest. the time, it was a like it won awards and. Yeah. It yeah, I, it's I, a notable film. I don't think I'd never I like ever heard of this before. Yeah, I hadn't. We I had no idea, and I looked it up. And I was like, oh, this looks really interesting, mm. and now I have a lot of opinions. Yeah. Mm. This was not what I expected this to be. But it was a slog to get through. See, when we were talking about it originally, I thought this was going to be like a, um, what's that Denzel movie where he's like trapped in the hospital and like, I he's like got <laughs> hostages. I thought it'd be something like that, like just off the premise, like the guy like threatens to oh, commit yeah, suicide yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. On, yeah. A, on live TV and like the whole movie is them trying to stop that from happening. No, but my... That's not, it's like... My thing, I was thinking, because like, like studying journalism as a, you know, it's yeah. what, part of what I do at university and um, I really like movies about like this, like about newsrooms. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was thinking movies. like, like one of my favourite movies ever, Spotlight. Yeah, mm. like I love that movie. There's like the TV show, the newsroom. I love it. like all that sort mm. of stuff. Like, so I was really excited to watch this. And then, as I started watching it, at the start of it, I was like, oh yeah. And then I just went, what the fuck is going on? Like you can you can this, say that we're yeah. rated <laughs> explicitly. Yeah, I did that deliberately. Yeah. We're way past that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a really weird. It takes a turn that I didn't expect, but it makes complete sense, and it showcases. A turning point. Well, it's a fake turning point, but it's a reflection of the real turning point in what television is. But I think it's also like a turning point in how journalism and production was seen on screen. Because it's kind of like things like before this, it was all just like, it was so, we do this, 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 and this. And this was like the wild, crazy like as ratings were starting to affect like it was a more everything was changing yeah it was like give mm. the viewer what they want yeah not what you it was think all about they want like share of like like what their share is and like i don't know you guys like, like did you guys understand what share is in the movie yeah mm. what it's like so in the like they talk about oh we've got a 16 share and then it's up to like a 60 it ends up at like a 60 share so it's percentage share of that what? time slot so how yeah. many people are watching of course all the channels available that were at the height Which of this. Like four it, then, when they were saying that, it was quite a lot, like, oh, yeah. considering. Like but then I guess... 60 million people yeah. tuning in every night. Because they had subsidiary stations across the country that broadcast their programs at certain times. Which Australia has too, like, still. We have, like, that sort of thing. Like, we have local programming and then they broadcast yeah. shows from like, larger cities, yeah. But then they also have their local stuff and it's all mixed, so they're slightly different arrangements of shows and stuff but yeah um so this movie kind of follows the spiral into insanity of longtime news anchor howard beale it's played by peter finch 
Um, so he get, finds out he's going to get he's getting fired, and he's sort of two week notice. So that night when he goes on air, he says he's going to kill himself the following Tuesday. So in a week's time, he's going to commit public suicide on the air. He's going to blow his brains out. And it also showed the a uh, uh, really funny bit I thought about this is when he says it, barely anyone in the control room is paying attention. Like no one's really listening. And it was yeah, just, when I was watching that, I was like. What the hell? He just because they're so used, yeah. They're, they're so himself. used to like, doing, like this time. I was like, press that button. This time I press that button, and it, like they're just so complacent that it's the same every night that they're not even paying attention mm. to what's being said, except for like two people. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh shit! Like you can't say that. What do we do? <laughs> and then yeah, he goes on air the next night after this whole thing, and just has this rant. Like he just literally, it's a downwards. Like he literally loses his mind. Mm. Like, and they, exp- like, higher-ups in the studio or in the corporate, exploit that and exploit his just downward spiral into insanity because he's told he's been going to be, f- like, he's getting fired and he's lost everything. So his brain just breaks. Mm. And it's a really sad, and you see it in so many scenes, like, he's literally insane by the end of this movie. And it's really sad and it's kind of like an exploitation of this man's deteriorating mental health. It is. It's so sad, but um, hey, that's television for you, I guess. Yeah. And um, there's a quote in it. It's pretty early on, and I'm going to read it out now. I've brought it up, and it's every day, five days a week for 15 years, I've been sitting behind that desk, this passionate pundit reporting, with seeming detachment, the daily parade of lunacies and cons- um that consist <laughs> sorry, <laughs> lunacies that constitute the news. And just one, I wanted to say what I really felt. So, like, he kind of, it's just after the first rant and they're in the, like, everyone's in the room and he gets up and he kind of, he's just like, you know, after 15 years of doing this, I just wanted to break free and say what I wanted to say. So, he goes away from the scripted news and just goes for it. And, yeah, then that gets picked up and... Because it's new and exciting and yeah. novel. <laughs> but yeah, um, poor guy. Yeah, it's a real weird. And while this is happening, another. Um, is she a producer? She's head of programming. Oh, head of programming. She's just. A new character's just got that job. So she's. And she's de- um, developing essentially modern reality television. Yeah. Um, where she takes footage from the what's the group called? Um, it's the the something Liberation Army. And they said it like three times, and I couldn't yeah catch the word. But like an underground, they're all these underground revolutionary movements in America. And so essentially taking filmed footage that they filmed like when they're robbing places or destroying property or whatever, and then Nick looks so confused. I oh, know Jacob's <laughs> doing something over there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, taking footage from that and then developing a backstory behind it to show every night. And when I was watching it, I didn't it didn't like click in my head that that was something new and that like that could be done. But then researching it, I was like, oh yeah, this is the seventies. Like nobody did that then. It was all just like I don't know. I don't even know what was being broadcast in the seventies. Very safe stuff. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like you, you see it at the start. Like they get don't they get like two thousand calls or something? Yeah. People yeah. being upset that he said he's going to kill himself. So exactly. Like, yeah. Is this set 
my question, like, is this set in the 70s or is it the 60s? Yeah, it's 75. So it's actually... It, 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 I think it's like they September 22nd or something. Yeah, okay. 75. Yeah, because they say it at the start. Yeah, okay. I must have missed it. There was this movie, like, there's probably like a 20-minute section where I stopped paying attention. Oh, mate. I got up and made dinner <laughs> and then did some washing and, then, and like, came back and I could still follow turn it. Turn it off, came back the next morning and rewound like 10 minutes and then just, like, finish it off. Like, it was... Oh, it was... I feel like... For a movie that won three Academy Awards, like, the actors are well-deserved, but the story is, like, there's not much to not it. Not much happened. No. But at the same time... There's kind of a lot. There's like, a lot of implications to what happens yeah. Yeah. real world afterwards. Yeah, like, 40... How old is this movie? 43 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Like, looking back on it now, it's kind of scary yeah. to see how far, like how close we are to it essentially but also like that that was the 70s and yeah they were predicting outlandish things but and now like, we're here you think about it, like at the point this movie came out my parents were in high school like when this movie came out like oh, both my parents. my parents were in high school my, so it's yeah. it's not a conceivably no. long time ago yeah and the difference in what television is now is what's portrayed in this to what we know it is mm. but it's kind of like the 1950s and early 60s like the late 50s early 60s is considered the golden age mm. of television and the golden age of hollywood it was this yeah wondrous time and it but it's considered that not because what like obviously like there's some great like movies and like that have come out of that period there's tv shows that have started in that period that are still going today or a version of that yeah is still yep. happening today and it like it's there's things that have gone through generations out of this period but it was the balance of content every like everything that was put on the air was like it was n nothing like what we see today it was the news was the news it wasn't swayed in any way like it is now like it was just it was just it wasn't seen <laughs> and I'll get to it in a minute it wasn't seen as the controlling of the public, which was what this movie highlights and yeah. that change in what's what happened See, I in this time period. I don't think a lot of people realise that now. Yeah, it's still unseen like, now. And there's, I have oh, a yeah. clip that I'll play in a minute ab yeah. about it. And we won't get copyright struck because it's for purpose of review and we're fine. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Did you checked, double check that? I Googled it. <laughs> and also, were they like going to demonetise us? What did we make? <laughs> Exactly. We have made zero money. <laughs> I have spent more money on this podcast than what we yeah, have made. We're currently in a deficit. Yeah, yeah, we're in a deficit of one month of fees for <laughs> Oh yeah, true. Like it's yeah. nothing. Oh, it okay. costs next to nothing. That's good. To have okay. this on air. I was gonna say so it's not fine. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, so it's kind of publicly showing the change in what I suppose you could say the goal, like in what Hollywood and what, especially American, because America kind of oh, led the way yeah. in this and then the rest of the world kind of followed, going away from news stations were this trusted source of media to the world became a corporation. And I think that's really highlighted too in the program that, oh fuck, I can't remember her name, that she developed. Because Diane um, Christensen, yeah, paid by Faye Dunaway. Because she literally says to a communist leader i don't care like what sort of 
propaganda you put yeah. on there. I just want something that's going to shock people. Yeah, it's all like, about view. It became all about views. Yeah, all about the revenue. And like, highlights in this, like, she, like towards the end of this film, where they're thinking about they're going to have to fire him or replace him. Like, if we get rid of him, we're going to lose forty million dollars mm. this year in revenue. And in nineteen seventy six, fourteen million dollars of revenue for a news program is insanity. Like he like. News always ran at this point, like it's said in this, at a loss. Yeah, well, it was what, like a $92 million budget and yeah. they lost $32 million yeah. each year. You know, and it. When they said that, I was like, holy shit, that is a lot of money. Like, that's a third. Like, you, yeah, it's crazy. It's a third of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, it's, it's even less than that. It's like a fifth. But still, to run it that much of a. Uh, deficit i guess every single year that's going to be putting a strain on you and that deficit is another reason why what we now have as the news is very different Mm. to what it used to be because you need to make money and studios saw oh we need to make money on this advertisement and paid stories were the way that you kind of cover that Mm. Mm. i don't know you see it a lot now like a paper you can oh i've seen it on like seven news, nine news, the project, a all these things. Like, Coles no, every I'm, day. I'm not even talking about that. I'm saying like the s- six o'clock news on channel seven, the six o'clock news on channel nine. Yeah. S- yeah. Like six thirty on the project. Like you, c- there's stories that the p- the topic like of that story has paid to have run. Mm. They have paid this news channel to run a story on them, and it's just an ad. The project mm. does it all the time. Oh mm. yeah. I suppose that's a bit different because they're... they're it's news done differently. <laughs> yeah, but it's... I suppose, like, for them, like, they can have those sorts of stories as yeah, well. Like it's, yeah, like they, it's been, they like, can kind of get away with it more than others, Yeah, because I they're guess, kind of like, showcasing, like, it's a news and current affairs program. Yeah. Like Whereas both the other... Two, yeah, seven and nine have got a separate yeah. news and then... Does Today Tonight still exist? No. I don't think so. No, I don't watch regular else, TV anymore. No, I, d- I, I, d- I, I would... M- be more likely to watch like a current affair shows than not a current affair <laughs> the, <laughs> the australian show a current affair which is just utter trash uh, it's uh, beautiful don't yeah. sue us please <laughs> but i find stuff like that like I, i'd rather watch that because it's more entertaining yeah. than, the, than mm. the news i could just read online and it's, yeah exactly but it the, the might thing, be less biased i don't know the, like this showcases like the whole need for revenue and the new like the introduction of the internet changed that again because i see so many news like in you know quotation stories yeah Fake that news. it's paid and if you read down the bottom it's like sponsored by but yeah. no one ever reads that and it's like um sites like junkie a sp- literally that site that like organization is run by westpac which mm. is one of our main banks runs this news site so they do paid advertising for westpac all the time in mm. forms of good news stories about westpac and westpac's donors and it's like, you're not, you know, you're not going to get a real story if you're controlled by one of the four major banks in this country. No, no, you're not. And There's an obvious bias there. <laughs> and that goes too for, like, um, like who owns the Australian and... Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. Like was he the Australian? No, he's the Daily Telegraph. Is he the Australian as well? I yeah. He yeah, is, yeah, he is. He owns he 60-something percent of the Australian media. Like so, yeah, of course how, he does. Yeah. How is that not going to produce unbiased exactly news i can't think of a single source stories. that isn't like unbiased at this point oh yeah like, yeah I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of it but like they're all owned by the same few people so, yeah 
So, mm. um, I'm going to play a bit of a clip now from this movie. And I thought it really encapsulates the message this movie's trying to play. So, I'll just press play on my phone and put it to the microphone and we'll see how we go and then we'll talk about it. There's a lot. Hold on. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? You think you merely stopped a business deal? That is not the case. The Arabs have taken billions of dollars out of this country, and now they must put it back. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Okay, now that we've uh, finished listening to that clip of Alex Jones, can we uh, <laughs> listen to the clip from Network now? <laughs> so... Um, that's... Were you thinking about that the entire time <laughs> I was playing it? Just the whole time I was like, that sounds like Alex Jones. Yeah. So that's, um, <laughs> the character's Arthur Jensen is played by Ned Beatty and he owns the network. And this comes off the back of Howard Beale's call for people to send telegrams to the White House to try and stop this deal with the Arabs. And the White House ends up getting what, like, how many was it? Shitloads. So many telegrams. It was, yeah, it was like, was it close to a million or something? I think so. Yeah, like telegrams that night. But I want to talk about that clip because that is the best explanation of capitalism mm. I've ever heard. And watching it, I was like, oh, that's what this movie is. <laughs> like you get to this point and it's like, okay, now I understand what this movie, like there's all these other things, but then this movie is like, okay, it's we're talking about, the change and the control mechanism of society at this point and the rise of capitalism in the United States. And obviously, like, capitalism started a long time before this, but... It kind of became more prominent. Yeah, and it was... And he says, currency controls the world. And it does. Everything now is about large corporations billionaires, political donors controlling politicians for money. But even then, it's not just financial currency. You've got social currency yeah. as well. Um, I don't even know what else. But yeah, it's yeah. 
It yeah. all plays into each other. Everything is controlled by who has the money and who... And those with the money that have the power to control what people see, what people hear, and then that controls public perception on any given thing. And this movie, I think, was a point, like, they're like, we need to highlight the issues that are about to, you know, happen. In the, and, like, you, it, like the, it highlights the flow-on effects of what news now is. And that's why, like, this movie is sort of shit. But at the same time, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I really like it's it. It's also kind yeah. of important. I like it because yeah. of what it showcases of what journalism is today. Yeah, mm. it's accidentally like predicted a everything. masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, I think if you could cut down all the monologues yeah. and like succinct them, then it would be much easier to watch. Oh, yeah. This could be like <laughs> oh, yeah. half an hour shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um. And there's a line in this that I didn't know was from this. Because like, I had no idea what this movie was. And there's a really iconic line that is used. I suppose like it's, it's used a lot. And I hear it in so many different things and introductions to things on different programs. Like it's something that is a powerful message that comes out of this film. And Nick has it on his phone. Oh, <laughs> did you shut it? <laughs> he definitely shut it. I definitely did. He's definitely shut it. <laughs> He's now panicking. Goes no, through no, his phone. It's to here. I'm just at the start of the clip. Do you want to press play sure. and turn it around into the microphone? Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the streets. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. Here it comes. We know the right. air is unfit to breathe, <laughs> and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller and all we say is please at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel belt and radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. So, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore is a hugely iconic line that I'm sure so many people have heard and have no idea yeah. where it comes from. Like, I'd heard it 
so countless times. times. And when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, oh what? that's where that's from. I've heard that <laughs> monologue before. Yeah, so have I. And Howard Beale is the longest, like in this movie, holds out to against the corporation for so long. And he's kind of like the voice of reason for the public. Like, even though he's insane, mm. he becomes the voice of reason against the co- like Ameri- the conglomerate, conglomerate America. Which is ironic because of the ratings and the money he's yeah. bringing in. So he's a tool of conglomerate America, but he's a voice against it. And, like, in that you can see, like, you know, he talks about murders, he talks about all these different things. It's like, oh, this is just normal now, but it shouldn't. Mm. But the news normalised so many things. And it still does now. Like, we see things on the news, oh, it's just happened again. Yeah. Like, it's normalised things that shouldn't be normal. And I suppose, like, especially, like, in Australia, we see so many things that happen overseas. And it's like, oh, it's just, that that's normal. Like, it's a standard thing in that country now. Mm. And, we, like, it doesn't affect us directly. So we're kind of desensitised to it being something that shouldn't be happening because it's not happening here. I think that's a massive, like, it's an issue that what we, like, this is, like, you know, the news itself has created. And this is weird for me saying as someone that studies journalism and literally does this yeah. as a job. But <clears throat> Howard Beale kind of holds out against conglomerate America until he doesn't. Because that clip I played mm-hmm. before is a lecture he gets from um, Arthur Jensen. And then he becomes a toolpiece of, he kind of gets told what to say. He gets given a topic. And then that's what he has to talk about. So he goes from his own mad rants to his own mad rant about a topic he's given. And then he becomes the toolpiece. And a powerful toolpiece because there's millions of people watching him. But then they lose viewership. Yeah, because there's only so many times you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> So it starts to decline and people start to switch off because it's just the same thing. It's become normalised. <coughs> exactly. It becomes normal and it's not this big spectacle anymore. So people just stop caring. Mm. And the executives at the... Um, sorry. At the UBS, studio. Yeah, UBS, yeah. Um, have to devise a plan. If they're going to replace him, what they're going to do... And they decide that they have to kill him. All for the views. Cat's just putting a jacket <laughs> on if you wonder what that rustling is. It's um, getting cold in here. Yeah, Street Hero is extra cold today. It's really weird. Mm. Um, so they hatch a plan to kill him on air. But obviously, as a studio, a corporation can't be held responsible for a murder. So the UBS itself essentially hires some of the revolutionary underground members from one of the um, groups seen earlier on to kill him at the start of one of his broadcasts. And like, like, holy shit. I found it so chilling when like they shoot him in the head, he falls over and the camera just pans above him. I was like, like, oh. That's like... So this is like 1975 <coughs> television. Oh, Jesus. Right? They got complaints because he swore. <laughs> they got thousands of complaints <coughs> because he said bullshit like four times. To be fair, that probably lines 
that that kind of like fits in with um 70s values you know you yeah. can kill someone but don't you fucking swear exactly like. yeah. yeah someone can get shot in the head but don't you say bullshit on this <laughs> airwave son so yeah they, and the, so the two guys step up like stand up as he's about to like kind of start his monologue <coughs> and shoot him through the head like he gets several bullets through him and like a couple go th- like one goes through his head and he drops to the ground and the camera just yeah as Nick said just moves forward and pans and it's over just him dead silent goes yep and it's like okay and that's kind of like the end of the viewership the film and then it kind of cuts into a montage of all the different news stations reporting about it but then slowly they all just switch to something else like an ad or like something different Mm -hmm. that talking of ads just showing how quickly people forget yeah the there was no score to this film like all the music that was played in it came from ads and commercials yeah right yeah there you go interesting (laughs) i did not know that yeah um i suppose like how do i want to phrase this about um should we talk about his wife uh what's his wife who won the oscar which one um yeah faye dunaway no No. beatrice street she red hair (coughs) short red hair the wife who gets cheated on oh yeah. yeah she had like five minutes and two seconds of screen time and won an oscar for that performance yeah best supporting actress what the fuck how is she even nominated (laughs) i suppose on the back of silence of the lambs well silence of the lambs he was in it for like 18 minutes or whatever it was and wins an oscar yeah that's that's weird so she i think how was how did someone else not i don't know because like she like so she's one of she's good, one of two female. Yeah, like, it wasn't mind blowing, but I was like, okay. and one's a lead, so she's the only supporting female actress in this film. Well, I read. Uh, no, there's a lady from Two and a Half Men. That's right. That's like you know their housekeeper. She's one of like the producers at the start. Because oh. I wasn't looking, and you just hear her voice. I was like, is that? Because yeah. she has the most distinct voice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Huh. But yeah, go. so as of 2018, it's the shortest performance ever to win an Oscar. There you go. Yeah. Well, that'd, still be, that'd still be real in 2019 because... We haven't had the Oscars yet. Well, like this year's Oscars. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Peter Finch, he won Best Actor, but he died before he, the ceremony. Aww. And so um, obviously he received it posthumously. Yeah, that's um, really sad. And yeah, so nobody else won one after they died before Heath Ledger in two thousand nine. Mm. Yeah. There you go. And um, Faye Dunaway, best actress. Oh, she's great in this. Mm. She's so good. She's like the wa- like. I'd watch it again just to watch her. Mm. This film also showcases, and its descent into insanity from everyone. Like as. It kind of shows, you know, it's a reflection that we're going from news to reality television is what's, you know, it's all about reality TV, kind of, the birth of reality TV. But it shows that the people that create it go crazy. Because at the start of this film, everyone talks softly to each other and it's all calm. And by the end of the film, everyone's screaming at each other. Mm. Like, everyone's just yelling. And it's in that same yelling that 
style that Howard Beale has on this show. Everyone's just going, everyone's just slowly going insane. And it's kind of, it's a ref, it's meant to be a ref, reflection of that the media is going insane. And that's what it's, that's what this whole movie is about, is the, the turn mm. to insanity of what is on the airwaves. It's funny though, because the camera, I think I was reading an article about it, like at the start of the movie, it's much like, I guess, looser um, and like less glossy um, footage, but like coming to the end of it, it's much more still, it's much yeah. more structured. It's meant to look like a commercial, yeah. essentially. I think, yeah, it just scratched my back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, how do I? It's really sad. It's yeah. a very depressing mm. movie. It really is. And I think it's, but I think it's an important yeah. movie. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's really important for anyone that wants to study television or film or anything like that. Like it's a, I think it's an important movie for people that are into these things to watch. Mm. It's very much of its time, like visually and right, it's a very... And pacing-wise. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's a two-hour film where not much <laughs> happens. No. There's little subplots and stuff that we haven't really touched on because doesn't really matter no like there's an affair and various other things but like it's not it's just i feel like that whole affair subplot could have been could have taken, taken out, out yeah. yeah and that wouldn't you know you could lose 20 minutes from those scenes yeah and no it wouldn't even make a difference to the story like it's just there it doesn't even need to be no. there mm. i think i think really what that was showing was how manipulative faye dunaway's character yeah. was and how cold-hearted essentially yeah. she is but you you can do that in two minutes. You don't yeah. need to have an affair. Also, Robert Duvall's in this. Yeah. Mm. I saw him and I was like, I know that guy. Yeah, and it's <laughs> very young. Still bald. <laughs> Must have gone bald real young. <laughs> Poor, Poor man. guy. And yeah, he's great in this. Like he's yeah, and his character I suppose has a lot of play mm. in the like studio. But yeah, I think it's this was a really important and I'm really like glad now that i've seen it but i don't think i think i like it better talking about it yeah. and talking about the themes and the issues it brings up but i don't <coughs> really like the movie <laughs> yeah the movie itself is not um yeah good I was trying to think of a different word that's better than saying it's not good, but... No, if this movie hadn't guessed, like, what was going to happen, like, media-wise, I don't think we'd be talking about it. No. It, it no. predicts the rise of cable television, essentially. Like, yeah. It predicts, Pretty much, yeah. But also, it predicts Trump. Yeah. yeah. In a way, it predicts the use of media to create public opinion I and to have a single person... <laughs> just preaching mm. their ideologies yeah. and people are like, yeah, this is great. Like, like he's just on TV and he tells the people to do something and they just go and do it. Mm. I'd say less so in Australia. Like we don't really, no. like we're not as loose as American TV, but like. Because our I TV is just hand-picked bits of American TV yeah, and all their much. reality and TV we don't. Away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then like our own versions of their reality shows yeah. that are dialed down. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Like, our reality TV is nowhere near as insane. Like, it's the same programs. Wasn't Big Brother super rough back in the day? Yeah. Like I, I never watched it, but 
It was insane. Yeah. And then, like, you look at, like, even, like, okay, like, Survivor, Bachelorette, The Bachelor, mm. um, the other one. Love Island. No, the other one. Married at First Sight. Uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah all like, the all, stupid all shit. All the stupid ones. Like, <laughs> the Australian version is toned down. So, like, if you see an American, epi- like, episode of those shows, it's, like, the dial's up to, like, 45. <laughs> and Australia's sitting at, like, four. <laughs> like, it's uh, just completely out there. Just crazy shit. Because the power brokers well, the power brokers of america need so much distraction from what they're actually doing for the public like the public needs to be not mm. the, the, it's all about and <laughs> jacob's getting <laughs> jacob's <laughs> gonna get political are you mad as hell <laughs> yes it's all about public distraction yeah like television now and even in australia mainstream media is all about public distraction from what is happening politically and it's like it's really funny. I read a thing the other day. Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, who's owns, yeah, it's like 60 something, 70% of media in Australia, also owns about the same in the UK. Also, and isn't that illegal? Like, Not anymore. Uh, Liberal oh government no. repealed the laws two years ago, so he could do it. That was yeah. There was a whole thing about it. Yeah. They literally, they changed the law. Like, he's one of their biggest political donors, yeah. and they changed the laws so he could buy more of Australia's media and control more because that benefits yeah. them mm. in the long run. So, he owns the majority of media in the US, the UK, and Australia. Three countries where conservative governments reign supreme, unchecked, and have no chance of being kicked out of office. Comparatively, Canada, Finland, New Zealand, there's so many other, I'm going to say the word Western countries that are all controlled by progressive socialist governments because Murdoch doesn't own the majority of media there. Mm. And because he doesn't own the majority and that the majority of the media is more socialist and more, I suppose you could say, balanced, that people are more informed Mm. about what's happening. And like this brings the rise to cable, but it also brings the rise of like owner controlled television like mr jensen is the owner he was a salesman he's super rich and owns this tv station he keeps how like that no one wants howard on the air anymore but he keeps him on air because howard is giving the messages out that mr jensen's giving in the topics to so he's the owner's mouthpiece on television and we see that so much now with sky news in all three of the countries i've mentioned with you know conservative commentators are just the mouthpieces of what those that own them and are in league with politicians want the public to hear and the side of the story that the, they want the public to hear and shutting down like it's 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 literally a lies factory if you can put it that way and i think this this movie is probably the most political we're ever going to get because it's what this movie is. And we haven't even gotten very political. No, like I could no. get really? so much more. Let's not. But I won't. <coughs> I feel like a, that'll just a, end yeah, badly. Yeah, this is a movie podcasting. We don't need my socialist opinions coming through onto this. But yeah, like this movie predicts so many things. It's 
scarily accurate. But it's not far-fetched because it was already happening then. Mm. And it's when it started to happen. And the people making these knew it because they were part of the industry. So it was like they could see it happening. And it's it it blows my mind that 43 years later, it's easier for people to do this. <gasps> Someone's phone's not on silent. Oh, it's Centrelink. Oh. Yeet. Hey. <laughs> Um, no, they're yeah, just telling me my reporting days changed. Nothing yeah. changed. Um, that it's easier for news networks and like government stuff to do this now, when we knew it was happening forty-five years ago. And I feel like more people are aware of it now, but it's but still they still don't care. Yeah, like yeah. they're just like, yeah, I'll. Because just opposition governments that. are half-owned by them as well, so they mm. don't fight back mm. as much as they used to because. You know, they benefit from it as well, and mm. it's all personal gain rather than p- like politics of the people. Mm. Yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else to <laughs> add <laughs> now. I, my notes are done. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just a bit depressed, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting. I feel like I recommend people watch it. Like mm. if yeah, in Australia it. it's available on Stan. Like it's if you can get through it. Yeah, it's two hours, and I think if you've got a free afternoon and just, you know, want something to put on. Have it, like, on your phone, in your pocket. It's on stand. Just do do the... Just put it on and, yeah, do other things. Yeah, like, put it on the sink and just be like... Yeah, like, listen, but you don't have to... Like, you could miss sections and still kind of... You want to hear, like, the iconic... The two, like... You want to hear the monologues. Yeah, yeah. Like, you really want to listen because I think all of the monologues, even after the change in who's controlling what the monologues mean, like they're all powerful messages. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they're really interesting to listen to each monologue and how well written they are. Yeah. yeah. Like, the writing in this movie is just amazing. It's poetic. Almost. And the delivery of these monologues especially is, like, um, Peter Finch... It's just amazing with his delivery. Mm. Even like Ned Beatty is like the, the Arthur Jensen thing I played before. His delivery is fantastic. And like mm. the framing for that is amazing. Like I'll put the links to both in the episode description. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just mind blowing. Like the, the way that this is shot to capture these monologues. Yeah, and I think it's just a really powerful. Powerful message, mm-hmm. and I recommend people should watch it mm-hmm. definitely. Like it's going to be a, a rough watch because there's so much in between the monologues. It's yeah. just could easily mm-hmm. be cut out. But skip through all the affair scenes. <laughs> yeah, let's go next. Thank you. Skip the um, Academy Award winning scene. Not important. <laughs> yeah, just just skip the yeah the best. That's so sexist from all of us to like just skip the chick that won the Academy Award for best supporting <laughs> um, role because she's in it for five minutes and those scenes are boring as hell. Mm. Anyway, um, um, so I realised we didn't do something last week. What did it? Three that? things we like slash dislike. Oh yeah, mm. I did actually re- remember that afterwards too. Oh, <laughs> there was something else we missed as well, <laughs> but we'll do that this week. Oh, um, so, Kat, do you want to start off with that? Um, I liked Faye Dunaway. She yep. played that role phenomenally. I liked the issues it brought up. I didn't like how long it was. <laughs> Nick? Mm. Yeah, um, the whole cast is great. Like, 
all the monologues excellent um i don't like i was gonna say the fact that they predicted it but i can't really credit them to that it's just no. kind of it was yeah kind of just chances right? i wouldn't even say a prediction i'd just say like they, they knew it was happening and just yeah, said we're just going to show you what's about to happen like they kind of just like this mm. is what's happening like yeah. look yeah. open your eyes people <laughs> yeah um yeah i do di- like this could have been like half an hour shorter though well, a- yeah, and if it came out today i'm sure it would be yeah or they'd make it more or at least it'd be something better to offer for Actually, it would probably be three hours now. Yeah. And yeah. there'd be... Maybe like Irishman else. length and it'd just be... Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, for me, the monologues are probably my favourite thing. Mm-hmm. The way this movie's shot, like, cinemato- like is great. Like, the w- different scenes and different aspects of things are shot really differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they're doing like the thing, it's shot like a television show. If they're talking about it in a boardroom, it's shot like it, the, the style of shooting changes for what they're doing. Mm. And as a dislike is just Everything the else. unnecessary <laughs> crap and subplots in this film. Yeah, because the whole affair thing just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the, the affair like, can get cut out. Yeah. Like, were the you really doing this? There's a backpot of like, all these like, like, the reality, the reality yeah, TV like, hunt. Mm. it's just like I get what they're trying to do but it's a lot of that could get cut like there could be a less scenes of that throughout this mm. movie like there's too many and it's like yeah okay whatever yeah. and then yeah the, obviously the, the, the murder was pretty cool like oh yeah that was just yeah, yeah. it was out of left field uh, yeah. like, I do like that it never like that the, the movie just ended on that yeah it's like yeah. this is what happened he's yeah. dead and they knew they were going to get away with it because of the corporation and that was some of their yeah they just yeah. it was that was it Wild. Yeah, so um, I suppose we can move on to what we've been watching and what we're excited for. Yep. I've actually started watching Star Wars The Clone Wars animated series again. I watched a couple of episodes the other day. Because it's, it's so good. It's so sick. Like, I've just been watching it just randomly. Like, I'll just pick a random story. Like, not in any, <coughs> not in season order. Also, because season order is not chronologically no. order isn't the first episode like set in like season two or something yeah like it's it kind of jumps around so there's mm. a website in which you it shows the actual timeline order of these like episodes why would you make it like that that's stupid because they kind of just like pick random mm. moments throughout uh. the clone wars and it's like there's three episodes on this event and now there's two episodes on this one uh. there's five episodes on this <laughs> one like it kind of just they're like each there's like little subsets of episodes that are just a group of one story. Yeah, I just went straight to season three. I was like, oh, well, I know what episode so I want to watch. So. Good. <laughs> like, and I'm so excited for it to come back. Mm. Like, and it's yeah, not I've that far away. It comes out. When does it come out, Ben? Yeah. It's the next month. Yeah, it's so yes. exciting. <laughs> right, less than a month from now. Yes. I think it's just over. I think it's like okay. late. But. <laughs> I'm just so bad that like, Disney's like, yeah, let's bring it back. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Because this, I grew up, like, well, like teenage years, it's just a watching this Jacob. show. It's yeah, just a distraction it's a distraction, but it's Star Wars, so I'm <laughs> accepting it. The fact that they're Murdoching the uh, film industry. They're not Murdoching, they're Naziing because they're Disney. <laughs> 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 Controversial opinion for what's potentially my future employer. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, uh. Yeah, that's that's all I got really. It's just um, Watchmen finished a couple weeks ago. 
by the time this comes out. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's really sick. I Did you finish it? I, no, no, I haven't. It's, yeah. It, it's to put it into perspective, I still am so far behind that it's probably never going to happen now. Oh, well, no. I still haven't started it. Yeah, so. true. I don't. Yeah, we'll get there. I don't yeah, think eventually. I don't think they should the do a day season that two I of watch it. it. Really? Yeah, I, okay. I think they can. They can leave done? it as is. I like. There's still characters I want to see, but I'd be fine if they just ended yeah. it here. Like, there's plot points where I'm like, oh, do we really want to pick up on yeah, that okay. straight away? So I don't know. Or it's like a one and done, and then in a couple of years' time we revisit timeline down, wise down the line, or. Do you want something like that? Like in a five or ten I years' time, I, come back to this world? I reckon, yeah, maybe. Because how long has it been since the uh, like actual events of Watchmen? Uh, f- 30 years. Okay, roughly. so maybe like give it like well, yeah, 10 I, years and come it's back. It's set in the 80s and the series now is now. Like yeah, okay, yeah. 2019. Um, yeah, so. If, if they do a second season, they'd probably have to do like a time jump or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, actually, like, give it genuine real time yeah and come back yeah that'd be I think that fine. would be like make it more of an event series what episode are you up to three right oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair enough yeah I've seen two of them yeah true it's true, great true, true. It, yeah. it's a good two uh, but I, I, I even think the first two are that good like the first one the first, first one was boring as hell yeah there, there wasn't second much. episode things happen actually I might have watched the third one I don't know it's in my list, I can just in my Foxtel thing, and it'll, it'll tell me where I'm up to yeah. when I go to. Episode, God, I, episode three was a returning character, which is the one with the fly thing. The what? The oh, night owls. Yeah. Thing that was in the first one. Is it, so I've watched, and then the second one's the. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Um, shit, um, well, I'm excited for Westworld season three. Whenever yeah, it true. Comes When's out? that out? What? I don't even know. This I don't think it point. has a yeah, nice. release date yet. I haven't even watched season two of that. And so that came out years ago. Season one of that, I was living on. It was. It came out like at the end of the year. Yeah. When I was living on campus at university, and I keep forgetting that you lived on campus. Yeah. Because didn't boy. you as well? Yeah. Yeah. Different times. <laughs> but my building had a theater in the bottom of it. Oh so it had like a, I think it was like a 50, 40, 50 seat theatre. Not least, that big. Yeah. Not that there big. There would generally be like 40 seats in that room. Oh, we ha- maybe, used to have, maybe yeah. 40, not 50. Yeah. And there's a, pr- like it's a decent sized screen. And we watched the whole season back to back. Holy in shit. In there. And I was, like, it took us like two days pretty much. Like we had breaks and like we'd go, I think we went to KFC like four times a day. We were playing cricket out in the courtyard. But, like, we were watching it and, like, because there was probably, like, I don't know, 15 of us watching it together. Mm-hmm. We'd watch, like, two episodes and then we'd just talk about it for, like, an hour. And so, we're like, we're like and someone was like, oh, did you see this or did you see that? And we, it, like, really made me enjoy season one. And, I like, we just picked up on everything and we were reading all the theories as it was going and, like, all this stuff. And then season two, I watched it on my own and just did not care. Mm. Like, I didn't think season two was anywhere near as good. Yeah, that's what I've As heard. season one. See, I, ju- I love Westworld. Mm. Love it. Um, but yeah, season one is better, but I still think season two is great. Like, it's still yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's still great television. I just didn't yeah. think it was as good as season one. We'll see how season yeah, two Yeah, I'm very excited to see the change they go and the direction that it is at yeah. for season three, like where the story's at. I was really excited to see mm. what happens with that. Ooh. Excited. 
Um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Oh, um, HBO released the f- like a full documentary, like you know the finale of Silicon Valley, where it's like yeah. the doco stuff. They released like a half hour version of that. And it's just the doco. It's just like extra. Oh, extra footage. Scenes in it. Yeah. I have to look it up. That sounds pretty cool. You I, don't even watch Silicon Valley. It still Valley. sounds cool <laughs> that that happened. Um, <laughs> so if you want to reach the show. Oh yeah, we forgot to do this last week too. We forgot to do it like <laughs> for weeks. I can't even remember what. Everyone who listens to it is like either a relative oh, or just, one of our friends anyway. Just randomly opened it. YouTube video that I don't even... Oh, yeah. Do you get stats of where everyone's from? Maybe there's, like, I don't. one person from Norway. I don't, and it's really annoying. Why not? If you're that it one person from me. Norway, please oh. get in contact, because yeah. we'd love to hear from you. So, you can reach us at... Um, what's our Instagram called? Watch It Again Podcast. Watch it again. Is it podcast or pod? Podcast. podcast. Yeah, Watch It Again Podcast on Instagram. Watch It Again Podcast on Facebook at um, watchitagainpod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email with any questions or comments. suggestions, comments, anything like that. Um, we have episodes every Friday. Um, we're available. Yeah, iTunes, Apple. We'll see. That's iTunes the same thing. Apple, the same thing. Apple Podcasts, as I was trying to say, and Spotify. Um, everything's in the episode description. Yeah. Yeah, leave us a review. If you've got a political opinion about... Send it Never my way. Works. Send yep. it to Jacob. Yep. Send it to watchitagainpod at gmail.com. Um, leave us a review, a rating. It All really, five stars only. Yeah, it if really it's helps. Not five stars. If you leave a review, I will read it out and I actually have one. <gasps> Ooh. Who's it from? One of my mates. It, this is not going to make. Oh, no, I've seen this, yeah. Zero sense to like everyone, <laughs> but I found it so funny. Um, oh, sorry. James has left a review as well. Oh. <laughs> James has said, this was a while ago, sorry, dude. I use this podcast as a substitute to actually watching movies. Five stars. Aw, thanks, mate. One of my mates, he's called himself Zipper You Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who it is. What a great superhero name. Um, he's given us five stars, but he's gone, presenting a few obscure facts. Not sure if Dell will end up in Hollywood. His podcasts go longer than the movie itself. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job, Dell. So Dell's my nickname with my mates. So I was like, yeah, it's funny, but well, five stars. So five star helps. We got eight, eight ratings. Good and job. they're all. I'm pretty sure I was two of those. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't got a rating below five stars yet. So <coughs> let's keep it going. Nice. Let's get, um, let's get, what's the thing where you get like recommended on iTunes? Let's get yes. recommended by the end of the year. Yes, that is our goal. <laughs> by the end of, the, oh yeah, because yeah. it's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nick, it was New Year's Day the other day, you idiot. <laughs> right, oh, silly, I was just so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you everyone for listening. We will catch you guys next week with, ooh, ooh, ooh. Settle, man. Um, sorry. I know you're excited. <laughs> with. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening. We'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.